Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. Happy New Year. The first two podcasts of this new year will be special episodes. We are going to look at two secrets for a perfect ending and an amazing beginning. Once again, happy, happy new year. So today again is going to be a special episode. It's going to be part two, a continuation of our teaching. We looked at a secret for a perfect ending that will lead on to an amazing beginning. We said there are many secrets, but we just look at one. And today we are going to look at another secret. We are still going to use the same character of the Bible that we used previously. And that was David and Samson. And what we want to look at today is a secret to a perfect, a secret to an amazing beginning. Let us go back first to Samson. We saw that in spite of Samson's assignment, in spite of the anointing of God that was really, really heavy and mighty upon Samson, that anointing that God gave him to fight and also to disable and to destroy the Philistine. Despite that, we saw that Samson pursued a much more personal connection with the Philistines. We saw that something was conflicted and it did not really work out this conflict until the very last day of his life. We want to thank God that he repented. But for most of his life, something was conflicted. It was conflicted between his assignment and his pleasure. So we are going to start here and then walk our way to this second secret, this secret to an amazing beginning. Initially, we saw that something insisted on marrying a woman he saw in Timnath of the daughter of the Philistines. And his parents thought that this was a bad idea. Is that what we read? But the Bible said that it was of the Lord. So this initial furrow, this initial stray of Samson into the camp of the Philistine when he insisted that he have seen this woman in Timnath of the daughter of Philistine and that he want to marry this woman. And the parents said, please don't do this. There are so many beautiful women. Why do you want to go and marry a daughter of the Philistine? But the Bible tells us that it was of the Lord. And we read that in the book of Judges chapter 14. And we just read only one verse, Judges chapter 14, verse 4. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of the Lord, that he sought an occasion against the Philistine, for that at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. And I want you to see this. The anointing upon his life is to destroy the Philistine because at this point, the Philistine had dominion over Israel. The Lord was looking for an occasion. The Lord was looking for an occasion against the Philistine. Samson went ahead and married this woman. They were married legally and God accomplished what he wanted by allowing this marriage. And when you read that story, that was the story when Samson killed the lion and Samson made a redo and there was all sort of commotion and all those things going on. We're not going to go into all those. And then it then led to the fact that there was chaos and they finally didn't allow him to take his wife and Samson got angry and destroyed people, destroyed city. It led to war. So God accomplished what he wanted. 
by allowing this marriage. Unfortunately, something did not stop where God stopped. Something was hooked and distracted by Philistine women. And the next thing we read in this story was that something went into a Philistine prostitute. Something went into an allot, and this is definitely not of the Lord. This was all Samson's doing. Let's read Judges chapter 16, just one verse. Judges chapter 16, verse 1. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an allot, and went in unto her. Samson went to Gaza, the area of the Philistine, and saw there an allot, and went in unto her. When the Bible says went in unto her, I went to have a sexual relationship with an allot, a paid service, a paid prostitute. Samson had a very, very big problem. Despite his clearly walking outside God's will at this point in his life, he was still able to use the anointing of God upon his life, so to speak, to get out of jail. Because the Philistine knew he was there, they surrounded the city. But the Bible tells us something in verse 3 of that Judges chapter 16. It says, And Samson lay still till midnight, and he arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city. I mean, this is not the door of the gate of a house. Samson took the doors of the gate, the doors of the gate of the city and the posts, not just the door. He didn't just remove it. He took it with the post. The Bible says, and he went away with them bar and all. He put them upon his shoulder and carried them up to the top of an hill that is before Hebrew. I mean, this is staggering what he did here. At this particular point in time, Samson was walking outside the will of God, but he was still able to use the anointing of God upon his life to perform this staggering feat. But unfortunately, from this point, Samson was on a slippery slope. He didn't learn his lesson. The next thing we saw was that Samson ended up on the laps of Delilah, who eventually, obviously, delivered it up to the Philistines. Let's read Judges chapter 16, and I'm going to read verses 4 and 5. And it came to pass afterward that Samson loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the Lord's of the Philistine came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means he may, we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee, every one of us, 1,100 pieces of silver. I wonder how many are these lords of the Philistine. Despite what Hollywood wants us to believe, unlike the case when Samson was legally married, there was no record that Delilah was forced or threatened to be part of this alliance to capture and destroy Samson. The record seems to suggest that she was willing participant and that she did it for the reward. There was a bounty upon Samson's head and Delilah was happy to go along. And the rest, as they said, is history. I'm not really interested in the process of her getting the truth. That is an interesting one by itself. Is the fact that something was slowly, slowly walking away from the will of God. Delilah got the job done. Delilah fulfilled the term of her contracts with the lords of the Philistines. She found the secret of something strength. Delilah disabled him. He packaged him and delivered him up to the Philistines. The issue here, yes, Delilah was evil, Delilah was bad. The problem was not Delilah. The problem was Samson. The problem was Samson. Samson has walked so far away from God that it became an easy prey 
of the same enemy that he was anointed and was commissioned to destroy. The same enemy that he was anointed and commissioned to destroy eventually destroyed him. The story of Samson here is that he started right. Yes, the first time he married a Philistine woman was of the Lord. It was the Lord moving him to do that. But from that point onward, he started doing his own thing. He started doing things his own way. Somewhere along the line, Samson became the leader of his own life and he paid dearly for it with his life. And thank God, again, we have to always say that we thank God that before he died, he repented and God still use him. Remember, we are looking at this secret. We are looking at Dan, Samson. We are looking at Samson and David and we're using them as case study to look at another secret for an amazing and perfect beginning. So now let's look at David and then we look at the contrast. Remember, David also had the same problem and we saw how David was quick to repent. You remember that? And remember that it was David that finally dealt with this Israel's Philistines problem. It was David that finally stopped the threat of the Philistines. I mean, again, like we said, they didn't disappear. They were still there, but they stopped being a threat to the children of Israel. And the way this was achieved was through series of war that David had against the Philistines, starting from the one he personally had with Goliath. But one glaring contrast between David and Samson is that throughout the process and then leading up to the time that he totally discomfited them during that whole process, David constantly, and this is the word, and this is the secret, David constantly sought to know God's will and he acted promptly in obedience to do God's will. And this is very, very important. And this is where Samson got it wrong. And again, this is where David got it right. Number one, he was quick to repent. But number two, he was constantly seeking to know God's will. And he constantly, promptly, promptly acted in obedience to God's will. Now, let us look at one or two of those periods when David had this war, conflict with Philistine, and see what David did. We are contrasting this with Samson. Now, let's look at 2 Samuel chapter 5. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, there were two wars, at least two wars that David had with Philistine, and we see David's reaction. So 2 Samuel chapter 5, we first read from verse 17 to 19, but when the Philistine heard that they had anointed David king over Israel. So, so this was immediately David became the king of Israel. What did the Philistine do? Rather than congratulating him and sending him gift, they sent him war. The Bible says, verse 17 again, and when the Philistine heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines, all of them, came up to seek David, not to greet him. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. And the Philistine also came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphine. They were going to cut him down before he could settle down into his reign. But verse 19 is very, very important. The Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord. And David inquired of the Lord. And that word tends to suggest that he inquired of the Lord diligently. He is to ask, is to seek, is to you know, to inquire diligently. Now the Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up to the Philistine? Will thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, go up for I will doubtless deliver the Philistine into 
thine hand. Now, before we read the second part, it is very, very important here that David asking the Lord about this. It's not because David didn't have experience. He's, he remember, he's killed Goliath. And after that, he's had a lot of campaign that he has won. But listen, David sought the face of God. The Bible says, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go up to them? Shall I go and fight them? And God said, yes, go. I would I would deliver the Philistine into, the, into your hand. And he did. He went in and the Lord did exactly what he promised. But the thing is that not long after that, the Philistine came again. So we are now going to drop down to verse 22. So we are still in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 22. We read up the way to verse 25. And the Philistine came up yet again <laughs> and spread themselves in the valley of Raphine. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up. So David inquired of the Lord, and this time the Lord said there is a different strategy. Don't go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry tree. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the top of the mulberry tree, that then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of Philistine. And David did so, as the Lord has commanded him, and smote the Philistine from Gaba on till thou come together. I mean, what, what type of war strategy is this one? David did not just try to rest upon his experience. Well, God did it before we do it. So, you know, David sought the Lord and the Lord gave him clear instruction as to how he's going to conduct this warfare. So what we see here is that David was constantly seeking to know God's will. And then he acted promptly in obedience to do God's will. He was focused. He was focused on knowing the will of God as to how to conduct his campaign against the Philistine. What we see here is that David did not take things for granted. He did not double-guess the will of God and said, well, this is the way God did it the last time. Let's do it the same way. He did not fall back on past experiences to knowing and doing the will of God. He sought the face of God on an ongoing basis, obviously. That means that he has, you know, a, a... a lively relationship, a living, working relationship with God. And having known that will of God, he executed God's will to the letter. He executed the will of God without compromise. But note, please, that David knew the will of God because he wanted to know God's will. Now, this is very, very important. David desired to know God's will. He knew that will because he hunger and he desired to know God's will. David placed premium value on God's will. The will of God was much more important to him than any strategy or any ideas or any power or any knowledge that he he has. David placed premium value on God's will and David desired that will. Remember, David was an accomplished army general, but he deferred his accomplishment to God's will on all matter of war. Then he inquired of the Lord. So the first thing is that David knew the will of God because he wanted to know it. And then the number two is that he took step to know that will. He inquired of the Lord. We need to understand that the will of God was not revealed to David by accident. He was intentional. He sought the will of God and he sought God's will in the right place. We read this also in Psalm 27. Let's read that in Psalm 27. And we read verses 3 to 5. Though an host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. 
Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. You can see David's modus operandi here because oftentimes he was surrounded by host, he was surrounded by army. But this was the secret. He said, my heart shall not fear. He said, I will be confident. What was David's secret? He said, one thing, one thing. One thing have I desire, this is inquiry. One thing have I desire, this is passion, this is focus. One thing have I desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and word and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he shall set me upon a rock. Hallelujah. Now we can see the secret David told us the secret of his life. He was the one that also told us that he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So this then is the second secret of a perfect ending and an amazing beginning. These are the secrets that set David apart from Samson. And like David, you and I must commit to constantly seeking to know God's will and to promptly and completely obey God's will. We must desire, like David, to, we must desire to know, okay, do I want to know the will of God? Do I really desire to know the will of God? And if God reveals his will to me, will I promptly obey it? Do I desire to know it? Do I take the necessary step to know that will? Do I go to the necessary place to know that will? And when God does reveal his will to me, do I promptly obey it? So Proverbs chapter 3, Tell us something that is very, very important. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lead not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I think this is a commentary on the life of David. And this is the secret that we can learn. This is what Samson failed to do that was part of his downfall. And this was a secret that, David employed that was part of his victory. Remember, David was not a saint. He made mistakes. David had his own problem, but we saw that he was quick to repent. And this is one of the reasons why David was a man after God's own heart, because also he was a man that trusts in the Lord with all his heart. He was a man that placed premium on the will of God. He was a man that sought that will, and it was a man that promptly obeyed the will of God. And we should be such individual. How does this apply to us? Let's read John chapter 8, and then we'll begin to round up. John chapter 8, and there are so many other places that we could read, but we just read this, and then we'll begin to round up. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Then said Jesus, then said Jesus to those Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciple indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So how do we, like David, how do we inquire after God? The first thing is that like David, you and I must pre place premium upon the word of God. This year, I believe that the word is asking us and the word is inviting us to arise and eat and eat yet again because the journey ahead of us is long.
First King chapter 19, verse 7. You remember it was the story of where Elijah was running away from Jezebel. He was tired. He was down. He was lonely. He was depressed. He wanted to die. And the angel, he slept. And the angel woke him up, fed him, and fed him again. And the angel told him something in that First King chapter 19, verse 7. He said, get up, eat, or else the journey ahead of you will be too difficult for you. I believe that the journey ahead of the world ahead of the church is difficult, okay? There are difficult times ahead of us, but greater is he that, I, that is in us than he that is in the world. But the only way we are going to overcome, the only way we are going to, like this, this word says, shall make you free. The only way we are going to do exploit, the Bible says in the book of Daniel, there's the people that know their God that will be strong and do exploit. How are we going to know him? Is by doing exactly what David did. Like he told us in, in the book of Psalm that we read, Psalm 27. He said, one thing, do we have a focus? You know, Mary was also like that. And Jesus said, one thing is necessary and Mary has discovered it. There's one thing I believe that will bring amazing victory to each and every one of us. It is what Mary did. He left everything and focused on Jesus. He sat at the feet of Jesus to hear and to receive. It is the same secret we see in the life of David. He said, one thing have I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. And I believe that that is what John chapter 8 is also telling us, that you and I must place premium upon the word of God, number one. And number two, we must inquire, okay? We must read it, study it, meditate upon it. Remember what Psalm tells us. He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of our mouth, that we shall meditate upon it day and night, and then we'll observe to do, you see that, according to all that is written. And then we will have good success. We'll make our way prosperous. And I believe that that is the secret that will ensure that you and I live a life that give glory to God. And here I'm not just talking about spectacular things necessarily. Yes, there will be spectacular things. We need this to be able to live a life of holiness, a life of righteousness, to shine as light in the middle of this crooked and perfect generation. And also obviously to be able to see the work of power and glory in our evangelism and in the life that we live. These are those secrets. So these are two secrets. One that we learned on Saturday, the secret of quick repentance, and the one we have learned today of seeking to know and being quick to obey the will of God. And we can immediately begin to apply this to our life for a perfect ending and a perfect beginning in every area. Remember, in our life, things are ending and beginning, just like one year just ended and a new year has begun. So this end our special broadcast for the end of 2023 and the beginning of 2024. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.